0: Welcome to Daddy Ball, an in depth look at the issue of parent coaches in youth sports. Something I've come across a lot recently is a lot of comments, Instagram posts, Facebook posts warning parents about the issues of joining a youth sports team with a parent as a coach. And I totally understand the, the potential bias that may come up, and we all heard you know, horror stories about some of these uh, issues and biases, uh, but I really wanted to get an in-depth look and really talk to some parents on Teams to really see, is this as big of an issue as it's played out to be on the internet, or are some of these people you know, making an issue out of something that's you know, not really there? Uh, so we're going to talk with six different dads of, you know, various teams, uh, some are coaches, some are not, some choose to coach, and some have left that up to uh, a paid coach. And uh, we really just want, just want to dig in, provide some value, and you know, hopefully give you some different perspective on the issue. I think there's a lot of great points that come up in these discussions, and it's not a, a simple black or white yes or no answer. I think we really need to dig in, find a little bit more information about that organization, and you know, make an informed choice for yourself and your family. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys get something out of it. Please leave a comment if you've had any issues, positive, negative, Uh, are you a coach? Have you joined a coach, uh, a team with a parent coach? Whatever that looks like, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. We'd love to get your perspective. Thank you. Awesome. So welcome back to uh, another episode here of Daddy Ball, uh, where I'm really just trying to, you know, dig in and learn a little bit more about uh, what may or may not be uh, an issue here in, you know, baseball, travel baseball, you know, rec league, little league, all these types of things. Um, What we're talking about is is parent coaches versus, you know, paid coaches. And really, when I, I think people are talking about these Daddy Ball issues is, the parent uh, who has a son on the team who's you know playing shortstop, hitting in the three-hole, uh, who's you know nowhere near as good as everyone, right? And I think some of these right. biases can creep up, and you know that's obviously a problem, right? But uh, what I really want to you know dig into, and, and what we're doing with you know you know talking to a lot of different parents and coaches. Is really see, you know, is this as big of an issue uh, that it's kind of made out to be on, on social media, especially, uh, you know, if someone posts about, uh, you know, daddy ball parent coach, and you can get a slew of comments saying, you know, find another organization, get a paid coach, all these types of things. So what I you know really want to do is just, you know, talk about that, share some different experiences and, and see what it's like, you know, uh, around the country. Right. Understood. Perfect. So, you know, we're here with uh, Tom and Tom uh, has played baseball um, and we we chatted a little bit previously. um, uh, A number of kids in different levels and and organizations and competitive, you know, uh, teams. So first of all, if you want to just, um, you know, introduce, you know, I guess kind of yourself where you guys are at and, you know, just kind of run through real quick, you know, what uh, what teams all of your kids are on there.
1: Yeah, my name is Tom. I'm uh I'm actually a minister. Um okay. I'm forty forty six years old. Uh I've been playing baseball since I was nine in Little League. I don't know that we had travel baseball as big as it is now back in the eighties. No. Yeah. Um played high school bas I love I love the game. I always practiced as a kid by myself against the brick wall and having to play with um played in high school, uh played in college at the NAIA level. Um, went overseas for a little bit and played in some like amateur all star opportunities. Oh, that's uh, fun. Played in, played in some men's leagues. Um, and then when I got married, I sort of retired to softball. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then I had kids and I sort of um, couldn't wait till they started playing. So I got two boys a seven year old, almost eight, and a 10 year old. Uh, and currently, we're we're involved with five different teams. Wow. <laughs> so my seven-year-old plays Little League, and he plays on an eight-year-old travel team. And then my 10-year-old plays Little League. Uh, he plays on a mid-level travel team, and then he plays on a more competitive uh, travel team. Um, I coach the Little League. Um, they're, they're, my seven-year-old's travel team is coached by dad's. My 10-year-old's one travel team is coached by dads. And then his competitive travel and tournament team is coached by paid uh, coaches.
0: Okay. So I cover
1: a lot of bases. You,
0: yeah, you have a, an interesting perspective probably on, at every angle here. So I'm pretty excited here to to chat a little bit. Um, so, look, let, let, you know, from the start there, 10-year-old, 7-year-old, is that kind of the only sport that they've really, you know, jumped onto? did that come from you uh, or have we tried out some other things and we're you know settling on baseball uh, at this point
1: they they love baseball um but they also play in the fall because i believe they should play multiple sports and sure, get yeah. good uh, different muscles and stuff moving absolutely so they play soccer okay um in the winter time they play basketball but well in the fall and winter they're also doing some baseball t- training um sure. in yeah. the spring Baseball becomes pretty, you know, hard for yeah. two, three, um, but they play multiple sports and they play in the, uh, for soccer and basketball, rec league only. Okay. Uh, but they love it for their, for just playing with their friends from school and uh, a lot of their baseball friends in Little League and stuff play. So it's, it's, it's fun. I We enjoy it and they enjoy it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important. You know, you, all these, you know, major leaguers, the MLB college coaches talking about multi-sport athletes and how important that is. Um, you know, and it, it gets it just, them
1: in the shape for baseball I always yeah, say.
0: yeah exactly yeah and I think it's right you know baseball can be the focus uh, which it sounds like it is but you know you don't have to go play multiple competitive travel sports and spend you know fifty thousand dollars a year per kid <laughs> um, you know you can go and just have fun and win some other sports and still learn those skills and kind of just become an overall better athlete
1: right? yeah and it's all about developing them as as uh, good young men and good athletes and exactly yeah.
0: and for sure so you are involved uh, as a coach on one of the teams correct
1: yeah they're actually because of the way their ages fall and my once my younger son is is fairly good i moved him up okay. so i coached them both on the same team oh wow
0: okay oh that, that must be interesting yeah <laughs> yeah okay so so what is that like you know in terms of um you know uh, a lot of you know Times we will hear uh, coaches, you know, a little bit more harsh on their, their own kids to try and avoid any potential issues. Um, do, you, do you find you put yourself into that category? Would you say you're a little bit uh, tougher on them just because they are your kids?
1: I think i put myself in that category. Yeah. Um, yep. For example, last night we had a Little League game, and my kids, it's spring break here, so okay. my kids are on vacation. With their aunt and uncle, um, but I went to the game. To, the coach with the other coaches, and I've never been more relaxed because my yeah. kids weren't there. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So I think when my kids are there, I have a certain expectation, whether it's right or wrong, that I want them to to hit, and maybe it because I feel like it's a reflection on me or what have you. Who knows? Um, yet? Yeah. So you know, I think I judge them harder and and probably push them harder in those settings, then, then maybe I should. And, you know, I'm just being honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's, you know, uncommon. Um, you know, I coached my daughter, she's only f- uh, turning five this summer. Uh, so just kind of an introductory T-ball type uh, thing last summer. Um, but I, I totally understand, you know, how that could, you know, would play out and I would look at her and be like, Hey, you need to do this even though everyone else isn't you know performing at that level, I would still probably be a little bit tougher and, and push her a little bit more. Absolutely. Like after, after one of the games that we lost, I was
1: kind of annoyed and I made my two boys stick around for another hour and take yeah. batting practice.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I think, and this is something that has come up uh, uh, in some conversations, is, um, you know, do you think that those, you know, your sons have that love of the game, love of the game that maybe some of the other players on the team don't? I
1: do because, um, as much as they play when they're home, uh, they're always like, dad, let's go outside and play catch. Dad, can we go outside and hit? Um, we'll just go over to the little league field or to the school field and just turn on the tunes and hit for two hours. Yeah. yeah. Pitching. So they just enjoy, um, playing the game or they'll go outside and play catch with each other. So they just have a love for the game that, uh, Some of the kids don't. And I'll ask the kids if we have a rainout. Have you guys picked up a ball since we played last? And 85%, 90% of them say, no, we haven't touched the ball. Mm -hmm. Where probably even if they don't have an organized practice or game, they're playing almost every single day, uh, even on their own.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, that is exactly what, you know, I probably suspected is, you know, some of the parents who you know you may criticize uh you know parent coaches um maybe don't see that that extra work right and you know i think every parent is going to bias their kids and so, you know everyone thinks their kid is probably a little bit better than they actually are and you know if that parent coach or sorry that parent's kid is getting more playing time you know is it actually you know a bias is it unfair or are they a part of a family that just loves baseball and, like you said, get out there and just go, you know, do BP instead of going for a bike ride or a hike or, or whatever that looks like, right?
1: Yeah, I think sometimes, um, and that may play into it, you, the, the coach knows all the work that their son or daughter has put in mm-hmm. and they, you know, kind of reward that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, in, on that team that you do coach, have you encountered, you know, pushback or, or any conflicts in regards to playing time or, you know, perceived favoritism, anything like that?
1: I haven't. Now, it's, it's Little League Wreck. So um, it's not in as my, intense, yeah. Yeah, it's not as intense. And my yeah. older son is like, he's the oldest and the best kid on the team. Okay. Um And we've, at times, have pulled him back even when the parents are like, oh, you should let him just pitch or whatever. Um, And my younger son, he's pretty good too. Um, So no one's pushed – in Little League, uh, no one's pushed back that, you know, you're favoring your kid over my kid or anything. They haven't pushed back. And we try to make sure that we don't favor – me and the other coaches, that we don't just favor our kids. Our kids tend to probably be the – are the better kids. And it's probably because we put the time in with them Mm -hmm. and we all love baseball and the kids all love baseball. So just naturally they're better. Um, but we make, we try to make sure that everybody gets, you know, an opportunity to play. And even last night when my kid's not there, um, other kids got to play the positions that they do that normally don't. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, you know, we won and everybody had a good time. So it was actually probably good so that everybody can get a chance to do something. And uh, it was good that I showed up, too, even with my kids not being there to say, hey, he's not just coming for his own kids, but he's there for everybody's kid and to be part. Too. Yeah,
0: I think that probably, you know, as a parent, if I was just, you know, on the team, that would send a definitely a strong message, um, you know, saying, hey, he, he, you're like you said, he's here it's not just a, a volunteer um here because my kids have to be um, but he's you know dedicated to the team and not just his two kids absolutely
1: yeah and there's four coaches so i could have easily just said well oh, yeah. i'm gonna stay tonight um yeah uh, i went and enjoyed it and cheered him on just as loud as if my own kids are playing
0: absolutely for sure now yeah and i think that's you know uh Probably, you know, uh, an aspect of a a great coach is, you know, when you're looking at playing time and it's Little League, you know, I think your sons are getting the reps on their other teams as well, right? So knowing that, uh, you know, they're going to get to hit later that week as well. And this may not be their only game. Um, You know, I'm sure that helps out with, you know, keeping things calm uh, with the parents and keep those conversations to a minimum.
1: Yeah, yeah, we haven't had any. And and the other coach who kind of, he laid out all our expectations to the parents pretty um, strongly and he, you know, communicates well, he deals with all that stuff. So the parents have, haven't had any complaints so far.
0: That's good. You know? That's really good. Yeah. Now uh, looking at say the, the more competitive travel teams and it's not uh, a team that you coach, correct? Um...
1: Yeah. I don't coach any of the travel programs.
0: Yet. Okay. Now is that, uh, because there were already coaches in place, did you actively decide I don't want to be a part of this more competitive team? What, uh, what went into, I guess, you not being the coach on one of those teams?
1: Um, I think mainly just because of my schedule, uh, it wouldn't have worked out. Sure. Um, but also now the, two of these travel teams are coached by other fathers. Also, it just gives a, another perspective, another voice from kids to hear besides mine. Um, And sometimes they react better to that than just always having their dad on their case. So from that angle, I I appreciate that because they'll listen to someone's criticism or maybe criticism is the wrong word. They'll listen to someone else's instruction more than they might listen to their own father's instruction.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on those, okay. So on the travel teams that do have a parent coach, um, are you able to kind of, uh, sit back and evaluate, you know, that, that coach and son dynamic on that team and take anything away from it to maybe improve your own coaching?
1: Um, I have a really good relationship with those coaches. Um, we've become friends.
0: Oh, good. Good. Um,
1: Um, I, both to the coaches, on the 10 year old and then on the seven year old level have are different in the way they um, coach and the way they handle the team. So I've taken both good and bad from both situations.
0: Sure.
1: Um, And it's actually nice to sit back and and see how that interaction happens. Um, Sometimes it does frustrate my boys because maybe they're used to one way that I do things and the coach does something else uh, or they're not, you know, put into you know, they're not batting in the four hole where maybe I would put them in the four hole kind of thing, but that's good for them. That's good for them to learn. Listen, I'm not always going to be, you know, yeah. Where my dad's going to put me, they're going to put me where they want to put me.
0: Yeah. You got to earn your, your spot in the lineup. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, it, the travel teams with the parent coaches sounds like a, another great situation there. Um, do you, have you heard, you know, and again, I don't want to put anyone, uh, you know, thrown in under the bus here, but has there been any sort of, you know, um, chatter or any kind of issues with, uh, you know, playing time or favoritism, anything like that?
1: Um, if anything on my older son's team, when it was first created last year, there was chatter. Like he, he had some kids on the team that weren't really that developed in baseball. Okay, I mean, they would be okay in little league. So there was maybe some chatter, like you're too nice and you're given too much of an opportunity to these kids. Okay, pitch.
0: the other way, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, on my eight-year-old, seven-year-old's team his eight-year-old team. Um, we just love the way that the coach runs the things. He's very clear. He puts out a lineup every week. Every inning has what position the kids are going to. So they know when they get there, this is where I'm playing, this is where I'm batting. Um, if they improve, he'll move them up in the lineup. So he's he's very clear uh, with his expectations, and we've had no problems. Um, my ten-year-olds team—they actually this year had to cut some kids because not they—they they were great kids. They just weren't great athletically. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trying to he's trying to work and improve that team as well. So so they both have made good strides in trying to um, do the best for the kids without being so competitive and cutthroat that nobody wants to play for.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I really, I really like that, you know, putting the lineup out in advance, like before you get to the game, um, I, you know, again, that's going to just ease everyone. They know what's happening coming in. If, if they get a little, you know, heated or any questions, I'm sure there's, you know, ample time to talk, you know, to the coach beforehand, rather than just sitting at the game stewing and just getting more and more mad or, or whatever that may look like,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I, and I've and i been in situations um, with my older son where I was maybe annoyed um, because he maybe forgot to put him in the lineup and then he said, oh, and then he battered him last and then my son got all mad and, and it was just like just... Like to be organized so that everybody knows when they get there, what they're doing Mm -hmm. makes it much more of a better experience than just sort of flying by the seat of your pants, Sure, which
0: sometimes happens um, and can
1: frustrate the child and frustrate the parents. But, but overall the experience has been fine.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Now let's uh, talk about the, you know, the more competitive uh, travel ball team for, for your 10 year old son. um, And that's a, a paid coach, correct?
1: Yeah, this is like a baseball academy. Okay. Um, so, so they train year round, um, and you don't have to sign a contract and say I have to be there. Through. You kind of, it's kind of a la carte. You, okay. You, All right. Uh, the more you go, the better you're going to get, and you're going to get to play more. Sure. Um, and then they have different tournaments, and then they have a team in the in the in the uh, travel league. Um, but he's very clear as far as his expectations. Um and what he's trying to accomplish. And he's trying to develop these players not just to win, but more to develop their athletic abilities and their baseball skills to kind of help them as they get into high school and college if they go that far, and, and yeah. even the pros, who knows, if they go that far. Um, so it's more of a whole kind of package, not just we're getting the best kids to win. It's yeah. we want to develop these guys into good athletes and baseball players. And then for the tournaments, um, he, he says everybody will play a minimum of X amount of innings or X amount of games, but the better players are going to earn more playing time. So that's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no – he's not a dad of anybody on the team. The assistant coaches aren't a dad of anybody on the team. So there's no bias whatsoever there um and my son really likes that uh and I like it too because you know he he's the big stud on the little league team and his other travel team but here he's like in the middle of the pack and okay. he realized wow if I really want to go somewhere in baseball I got to really work at it and there's other kids that are a lot better than me so I better you know if I'm going to take this serious I got to really do something about it so I've appreciated him being on that team too just because it kind of gives them a real baseball experience versus just, you know, you're the best kid in Little League. Yippee. You yeah. go off in high school or whatever, and I didn't make the team. Well, you're not the – just because you were the biggest kid in Little League, that's why you're the best or <laughs> This is actually learning baseball skill and, you know, the, the finer points of baseball. You know, cu- practice in Little League or travel might just be infield, outfield, this is like cuts and defensive shifts and all kinds of, you know, bunting defensive position. So it's, you're really learning baseball at a higher level. Um, But the coach is great too. He's great with the kids. Um, He gave everybody an evaluation after like an eight week training program of of their strengths, their weaknesses. So, so as a parent, you knew what to work on with your child. Um, You know, I sat down with my son and said, here, Here's where you're doing well. Here's what we got to work on. And then we started working on those things. So it's, it's been a good experience uh, to have that, um, not just from a parent perspective and in our little league perspective, but kind of an outside, uh, elite level academy perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now looking at that one, so you decided to join that, uh, did you have, you know, multiples that you were considering? Did you go do some tryouts or, you know, uh, you know, coaching with, or just talking to different coaches or, you know, team organizers, anything like that?
1: Um, at the end of the fall, my, my oldest son was, he liked his travel team, but he was a little frustrated. You know, there was some, so he, he said, can I try out for some teams? So we tried out for like eight or nine different teams made most of them. Um, and at the end of the day, he kind of said, I, I kind of want to stick with my friends. I said, fine. Sure. And then I found this, this organization, and I talked to the coach, and he said, you could either train with us, you could play with us, you could just play in a few tournaments. So it was sort of an experience oh, where you could you could take as much out of it as you wanted. Um, so I, let me dip my toe in the pool here and, and see how it's going to work. And my son just fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, we've been doing and he even works his program so you can still play on a travel team in your hometown, uh, and and still play with him. So he and still play little league. Like they're not trying to say don't play little league, only play for us.
0: Mm-hmm. So he
1: he he caters it to however much you want out of baseball. If you want to go full force and go for it, great, you can go with it. If you want to just kind of go halfway or just get some training, you can do that too. So that's kind of why we ended up liking this program. And uh, it seemed like he wasn't – we made some travel teams that were academy teams, but it seemed like, to be fair, if if you had half a bit of talent and a, and a checkbook, you can make the team because I just yeah, wanted to-
0: – I get what you're saying, yeah.
1: Like I found some of the dad coach teams – I know daddy ball gets a bad rap, But they were looking for better players because they wanted to win. Where some of the academy teams were looking for people who were going to pay. And that's just how I kind of felt. Um, But this academy team didn't feel that way. It felt like they really wanted to improve your son's uh, skill as an athlete and as a person. And they didn't really care about wins at this level. They're preparing him for the teenage years and to play in high school, hopefully.
0: Yeah, I I think that's really important. Um, You know, you felt comfortable with that development Um, and and as a family, I'm sure that probably, you know, played into it that, you know, you could kind of do what you'd like, right? If it was, you know, one weekend a month or whatever that looks like, you know, you could do as like you said, as much or as little as you want. Um, And I'm sure that, you know, eased your mind a little bit as well. Um, and, and, really made you feel comfortable that they, you know, this is going to be a good spot, not just for, you know, my son and his, you know, development, but this is going to work for our family as well, which I think, um, you know, may not always be a consideration, right. It might be looking at, you know, super specific on the organization and the coaches and where have they coached before and are they apparent all those types of things, but is this going to, you know, suit our family life, uh, may not always come in, into the conversation early on. Yeah, and, and this,
1: this organization really, you can work around that. So, we got invited, for example, to a few tournaments this summer. And one of them we're going to, my sons are going to a regular just camp that they go to every year. Um, not a sports camp, just a sleepweek. Yeah. Camp. So, we, we, declined, we just said we can't make this tournament. And there was no like, oh, come on, you got to go. It's just like, that's fine. You know, I just throw it out there for the invites. And whoever, if people, enough kids can make it, then we'll go to the tournament. If enough kids can't, we won't um so i like that aspect from my family because i kids need various activities too. they're gonna i don't want to burn my son out at 12 you know dad i played a year and you know now i'm done Mm -hmm. which happens all the time oh Um, yeah so you, you you walk that fine line of how much is too much um and you know so far it's been fine for us we'll see how it goes in the future but sure sure.
0: yeah and i think that's you know probably one of the uh you know the the benefits of all these different you know academies and travel ball teams and you know some do you know a tournament every weekend and some do one a month and some will fly across the country and others keep it within two hours is that there's a ton of choices uh in in lots of areas not so much in, in other areas of course right but um you know everyone can kind of find, you know, what they're looking for and what's going to fit in best with, you know, their family and their children.
1: Right, right, exactly. Like this, some teams, if you're on the team, and they have a tournament every weekend, you have to go to the tournament every weekend, where this team, they're in a tournament maybe once a month, maybe sometimes twice a month, but you have the option. They have enough kids, they say have 20 10-year-olds.
0: Okay. So
1: that one invite maybe the first 12 and then if they have some declines out of that 12 they'll invite a few more um and he kind of ranks he's got a ranking of of the kids who he's going to invite so there's not there's not the pressure like oh i have to go to every tournament or i'm going to get kicked off this team because that's not what they're trying to develop they're trying to develop kids that know how to play the game but know how to play the game right and don't get hurt good human beings yeah absolutely rest of life too which is important
0: yeah so um i want to jump back just a little bit there when you talked about you know there you felt that there were some organizations that were maybe a little bit more about just you know getting uh, families in who are able to to pay their fees uh, and potentially not as you know focused on that development or anything like that. Um, what would you, you know, say, or what kind of advice would you give to uh, maybe an up and coming parent in this world that, you know, is evaluating uh, some different organizations, parents, you know, coach academies, uh, you know, you know, small businesses essentially what we're talking about here. Um, you know, how, what kind of advice would you give to them to, to make sure that they make the best of choice for their family and their kids?
1: Um, I mean, look at an organization that's going to first and foremost care about the personal development of your child, not just the athletic development of your child um, and that 's going to be willing to work with you and as a parent and not that you 're going to tell them what to do, but yeah. give them some uh, input on your own family and maybe a little input on your child and so forth um they're not just looking to win, but they're looking to develop. So for one of the, one of the things like my son pitches and the, the one coach in his academy is, is working with him to um, to make sure that he's not going to hurt his arm. So yeah. he's not pitching him. Um, him. He's not over pitching him. Um, and that may mean maybe they're not going to win every game, mm-hmm. but means that they're going to have a long career um, if they choose to, and not just you know going for the moment, but going for the long picture. So if you're evaluating a, a program or a team, what is their like long goal? What is their end game? Yeah. Is it just to get you in in right now so that they can make money, and then and then they don't really care about your kid? Or is it that they want to develop them as a whole person, uh, not just their baseball abilities as well, which is important, which I, I find very valuable um, yeah. for us, and I have no problem with that. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said earlier, you know, you guys tr- tried out for you know eight or nine different organizations, but ended up sticking with you know the one you were already on, right? So um, you know, and I think it's important too to let your child in on that uh, decision-making as well, right? So there may be... and what,
1: One of the reasons we tried out is I also kind of wanted to see where he stood as a baseball player. Because yeah. sometimes you don't really understand. And, um, you know, it, it kind of boosted his confidence. He didn't make every; He tried out for a couple teams that were age older. Okay. And he made a couple. He didn't make all of them. Um, but his attitude was – all right, what do I got to do to get better? Not, Oh, I quit baseball now. Cause I didn't make every single team.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. That's good.
1: So it's also teaching him about failure and work ethic and, you know, it, he liked all the organizations he tried out for. It was just a matter of what was going to be a good fit for our family at the end of the day. So that's kind of what decision we kind of had to make.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think that kind of speaks volumes and, and you know, that as someone, you know, uh who's coaching their son, that there's probably gonna be some lessons passed down, uh, and not just skill wise, that more, you know, those life lessons and accountability and, you know, being a good teammate that, you know, not every player is gonna have the opportunity to, to have with their parents, uh, especially if they've never played sports themselves or don't really, you know, understand the the team dynamic and where they're at. Um so I think you kind of see you know, some of these, uh, coaches, kids mature faster as athletes, become better teammates and really just almost elevate themselves, uh, on the team or in the community, um, based on having that parent as a coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my younger son, he's, he's kind of like got the temperament of Billy Martin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So if I take him out of the game or if I, correct him he'll like snap out so my wife always yells at me and says stop coaching him stop coaching him um but i just enjoy it um but like he reacts and to other coaches way differently than me sure so for for him being in a different spot with a different voice works way better than me because for me he's going to throw a fit if he doesn't like yeah um my older son, he'll listen to me more, um, but then he'll get emotional if other kids not aren't as good, but don't care as much as he does. Mm, and then he'll yeah. say, dad, they're, they're too cocky. They think they're they're so good and they're not, or yeah. or he'll just get mad because they're not putting in the work. So um, they're both very passionate boys when it comes to their sports. They're just passionate in different ways.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, so I kind of want to get, you know, a bit of a, a final thought here. And I think your, you know, sons at, uh, this age where it's starting to get a little bit, you know, more competitive and take it a little bit more seriously, um, would you, you know, have any strong preference one way or the other uh, as he progresses? You know, maybe you know, it's a different. It sounds like you have a pretty good home here with this academy. That's a you know paid coach, uh, but if that were to close down and you have to rechoose, um, any strong preference one way or the other, or are we just going to kind of evaluate them, you know, case by case?
1: I would probably just go case by case. Yeah, uh, and make my decision that way. Sure, because we've against some other academies um and some of the coaches are just ruthless mm-hmm. uh, and I wouldn't want to put my child in that kind of and I don't mean ruthless like they're ruthless competitors they're just mean and nasty people yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and then you know fighting and
1: everything and you know at the end of the day it's it's a sport and and you know we're not professional athletes or anything here um, and it's just for fun So, you know, you have to keep that in perspective, too, that, you know, everybody wants to win. I'm highly competitive, but, you know, you want a coach that is going to example good behavior to the kids on the team as well.
0: Yeah. I I think that's super important, especially at a a younger age, you know, before we, you know, and I don't think being ruthless and nasty at any age is okay. But, you know, especially when we're just trying to develop, you know, life skills and and making sure that they're good people, whether it's on the field or off the field and making sure that they're having fun with their friends and being good teammates and all those, you know, types of skills that come, you know, and will play out outside of, you know, the game, Um, you know, just making sure that you find a coach, that is going to be able to foster, you know, those skills along the way.
1: Yeah. I think, I think sometimes the coaches and the parents care more about the wins and losses than the kids. I mean, maybe not in every case, but you know, not that the kids don't care, but they
0: get over it. They're going to get over it, you know, pretty quick. Right. As long as they're having fun, they're, they're back out the next day with, you know, doing practice BP in the backyard and it's a whole new day and it's, you know, they're ready to go. It's dad who can't sleep at night when they lose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. So, you know, I, I think that's a, a good, you know, kind of wrap up point there. Um, you know, I, I think like you said, and you, you we've highlighted along the way that, you know, we have to do what's right for your family, uh, kind of go with your gut. Um, and you know, Talk to different coaches, talk to different you know families, uh, and really see what's going to be the best fit for your family uh, at any given situation. There.
1: Yeah, what's going to be the best fit, and what's going to hopefully help your child develop not only as a player but as a person Mm -hmm. and uh, become. You know, I I take away from different coaches I've had over my years, and I don't remember the all the games that we played, but I just remember the encouragement they gave me along the way. Sure, and I those are the things that you're going to take with you in life.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, awesome. Uh, you know, again, I, I want to thank, so thank you a lot uh, there, Tom, for, you know, chatting with me a little bit, opening up kind of uh, your doors to your family and giving some insights. And, you know, uh, I think you give a really unique perspective here, having, you know, your hand uh, in multiple different teams, coaching, not coaching, wanting to coach some, not wanting to coach others. Uh, so I think this right. is really valuable. And I think it's really going to help some, some other families uh, as they up and, you know, come through the, the baseball or, or any sports, you know, world.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, one thing I always, I mean, and in, in baseball may have, have changed over the years, but when I was in little league, I was an average player. I wasn't ever the, but I i loved the game and I just stuck with it mm-hmm. and got to high school, made the varsity, uh, played in college. You know, I, I was a pretty decent batter. I pitched I as a good pitcher, but it was, it was more just the love and the sticking it out um, versus just natural, raw athletic talent. Sure. And yeah. I think, at the end of the day, you know, if you love something, you'll stick with it. So I just encourage parents: um, if your kids love whatever the sport is—whether it's baseball, soccer, basketball, whatever—you know, just stay with it. You don't have to be the best. Um, most people are not going to make the professional level. No, no. But, you know, just stick with it, enjoy it. Uh, these are these are these years go quick. And, uh,
0: you know, don't have any regrets. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's great. Great final piece of advice there. So, so
1: thank you so much.
0: Perfect. Thank, thank you very much. And best of luck with all, all teams there and all your tournaments and, and all seasons uh, coming up this summer.